takes the snap. Bears bring four. Now fifth. And it's Lethbridge. Rips him up and throws him down. Down goes Rodgers at the 19. The Miller Lite Top Draft Show with Mark Grody and Chicago Bears legend Lance Briggs. Brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true. Oh, man. We are having a night. We got a lively crowd tonight, huh? Yes, we do. She was nice, though. Yeah. She just got a little too... A little too close to yeah. tell that uh, there were a few gin and tonics. A little too much of uh, Grandpa's cough medicine, huh? <laughs> a little dumb and dumber there. Yeah. You've been uh, <laughs> sipping on Grandpa's cough syrup. <laughs> Get out of the car. <laughs> Let me show you something. Welcome to Night Games Bar and Grill in Oak Forest for the Miller Lite Top Draft Broadcast. That's Lance Briggs, former Chicago Bear. And that's Matt Grody. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Bear fan. Lifelong Bear fan. That's that's right. That's right. And then then turned reporter. But, uh, yes, I was always a fan of the the Briggs, Erlacher crew those days. Can I ask a question? Yeah, please. When you... Have you always been a Bear fan? Or I have. Yeah, there, I, any, I'm there from any Chicago. You're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just yeah. Season tickets and confirmation. Family. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So and that was the question. Okay. That yeah. was the question. Yeah. Tickets yeah, in the South. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're yeah. reporting right on yeah, the Yeah, Bears. absolutely. South End Zone, the whole thing. Yeah, it, it yeah. all, it really all does add up, believe it or not. Okay. So I'm, I'm legit. Right. And you're even more legit. So this is great. This is wonderful. You know, I feel like we're too legit to quit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Anybody? Anybody too legit to quit? Uh, no. Error. We, we're aging ourselves. Yeah, I think Are we so. Aging ourselves. I think so. Um, all right. So now, now I have to ask you a serious question here because John Gruden yes. recently—I don't know if he was—I guess technically he wasn't fired from his job, but he parted ways with the Raiders after league emails were attained where there were racist tropes, there was sexism. I don't even know what a trope is. Yeah, I don't whatever. either, but we're all whatever. using that word, aren't we? I know. It's just like uh, like like deflate gate. Like yeah. When, why is there a gate at the end of Yeah, it? we're softening it a little bit. Weird, it was right? some, some racist stuff going on with, with John Gruden. I want your reaction to it with everything that, that – Well, I'll tell you this. You know, you know in, in, especially in business – you know, and 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 when you live in a in a fishbowl, you know, and this should be a lesson to everybody else because John Gruden was fired for stupidity. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, don't email your emotions. Don't email your emotions. Right, it makes no Especially sense. Especially on a business that. email. Right, yeah. right, and there's and there's and, and there's so apparently there's so many emails. There's a ton of emails. Thousands. You know? so, right, right, and that's so it's it's just it doesn't make sense because you know even even if you look into even in, in in the world of law, you know, uh, an attorney is going to want you to email your information, you know, email it to me because that makes it official, you know, and, and, and <clears throat> if it's, if it's text, if it's anything else, they'll always say, well, I want you to email it to me because that's official. So, you know, knowing that, and I know he probably, you know, John Gruden's deal with a lot of uh, attorneys over his years because he's, he's had a lot of contracts, he's done through a lot of things, but it just makes no sense for him to, to, to be that. Silly. Do you know John Gruden at all? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, we ran into each other because you know he he was a he coached the Tampa Bay Bucks, so he was real familiar with our defensive scheme. So mm-hmm. we would talk scheme a little bit. But no, I didn't. I don't. I mean, he never invited me to family dinners. No, 
<laughs> it's sad though, too, isn't it? Because he. I mean, I'm glad he was outed. Yeah. But it's. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah, it's it's definitely sad, man. Because I, you know, I've I've always, I've always viewed him in high esteem, you know, and um, um, there was, you know, he's not a guy you ever you would ever question anything like that, you know, but but whatever, you know, you, that's life. That's life. You live and you learn. Do you think that there, there's more like this and that it will be? Because so often it's with things like with scandalous things, sometimes there is a chain reaction where more implications with different people come in. And that might be, although it all sucks, it might yeah. be one of the good parts. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I, I, I like to tell, you know, my, my, uh, my, my family members, especially the younger family members, um, is listen, you know, never, never hold, never hold others to the same esteem as yourself, the same level as yourself, because you'll always be disappointed. You know, no one, if you hold yourself to a high standard, and you try to hold everybody else to that same high standard, you will be disappointed because everybody is different and everybody handles things differently. So you have to look at it differently. You know, as we're not all the same. Right. And do you think that the what do you think happened? Do you think the league stepped in on this, or do you think this was true? They had to. Yeah, they had to. Like I mean, that's what a, happened. They, you know, in today's in today's temperature, you know, <laughs> he he attacked he attacked the 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 three groups the three major groups you know he yeah. racism and misogyny uh -huh. and, you know and 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 uh, the lgbtq plus mm -hmm. yeah ms with all of that right you know, they, they had to, they had to step in and and and, and that's why he had that because i know him and um 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 mark uh the the owner for the raiders they're they're, mark close, they're yeah, yeah mark davis yeah. they're really close and uh, that's why he had he went in there and had to have that conversation because the, the reality is that the, the surprise is that he uh, he was able to coach <clears throat> excuse me he was able to coach that game he shouldn't have been able to coach the game based off of what they knew and those emails were flooding in so they had to do something when you see that as a black man when you yeah. he, when you hear those things is it do you shake your head do you get sad <clears throat> do you say i we knew this is like it's it's never ending it seems like like what is your as a black man what is your reaction when you hear that um as a black man i'm i'm from a guy like uh um john gruden it's different because I wasn't I wasn't close with John Gruden. Mm -hmm. I just assumed that because you know that you spent so much time, um, you spend when you spend so much time with with minorities or you spend so much time with other folks, like it's you know you it 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 be you you feel like you're you become family. You understand each other on a different level, you know, and uh, and so it's surprising for me. You know, it's surprising for me that it's come from John Gruden. Now, somebody that might have known him, it might not be surprising. I don't know, but I don't know him like that. The only thing I know is is he's coached all these different teams and players, and nobody has ever said anything that they thought, you know, from, you know, from a player standpoint. I, anybody was like, yeah, he was a good coach. You know, I played for him, Warren Sapp, you know, all these guys. I've never heard anything. I spent time with the guys that played for him. So it's <clears throat> it just – it's unfortunate because that's not the – you know, that's – I don't – I don't have that that kind of, I don't have that in my heart, you know, mm -hmm. and so, you know, when I when I when I'm around my friends and family, you know, we of course yeah, we crack jokes and things like that, but we you know, I don't I don't have mouths in my heart, so I don't I don't say stuff like that about people. You know, I don't I don't feel that way about anybody else. I don't you know, I'm not <clears throat> I'm I'm that's not I'm not gonna put anything like that in emails because that's not how I feel. 
And, and especially, and I think you kind of alluded to it, that the the racist part of it, we always look at sports yeah. as that's the escape from it. Like that, like you mm-hmm. said, the where any races come together, and since it's team, like all that goes out the window, but then that's naive to think that there isn't racism. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Now, you know, I mean, let's, you know, I, I'm... When I when I look at some of my relationships, because in my in my circle, you know, I there's I'm in, in my best relationship. I'm from California, you guys. I'm <laughs> my, my my friends are white. They're black. They're uh-huh. Asian. They're you know, and and I'm their I'm their I'm their you know I'm their godson. I'm their godfathers, and you know they're my godfathers, and you know I'm in their weddings, and you know so it's you know that you know the the way that we feel about each other is not it was without question, and uh, <clears throat> so so. That's why something like like this is so disappointing. You know, you you hold a, a a very high platform as a head coach. You know, guys turn to you. You know, and and for for especially for kids like me growing up, you know, coaches were like, they were like father figures. Yeah. You know, and and so it it meant a whole lot more. You know, from from when when that coach would speak, that was that was a, a form of discipline too. You know, and so, so you, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a deeper bond. And then when you get to a level like this and you're like, uh, you spend a lot of time with someone and then this pumps out, it's, <clears throat> it's like, whoa, what did I ever really know you in the beginning? It's wholly disappointing, isn't it? Like, I feel like that's the word disappointment. It is disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. But, but, but then again, it's again, it, like you say, it's life. You, you, you live and you learn. Yeah. You live and you learn. All of that said, it had to have affected the Raiders players. Big time. Yeah. Big time. I mean, shoot, you know, ne- next year you're going to have to find a new coach. Right. Who's going to find a new staff, <laughs> you know, and the direction that you guys have been working on for the last three years with him is going to change. You know, there's going to be a, a, a – uh, uh, there's a coach going to come in here. You know, you might get a Matt Nagy type. You might get somebody. You know, what I mean, you, there are players that aren't going to fit that 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 coach's scheme and what they want to do. You know, so so this firing, um, this firing changes whether this this Raiders group they they're successful this year. They're, they're they were successful with John Gruden. They continue, you know, to keep as many of these players as possible. <clears throat> successful or not this year, there's going to be a new coach. And he may need a bunch of new different players. Yeah. You know, the trickle down starting to happen. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like, I mean, I, I'm thinking, like, it's got to affect their psyche when they're out on the field because of what was said. Yeah. But you're also saying, new regime coming in, everybody loses job security. Also. Right, right. So, yeah. it, you know, I, I feel for them. I feel for that organization. Um, I felt like they were, uh, they were in, a, in, a, in a year where um, – they were really looking like a uh, they're they're and you know it's still early in the year they mm-hmm. they're really looking like a team uh, kind of a force in that AFC yeah. West you know they're really going to compete and I think they still can and they still will but uh, but 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 a time but a change is coming now. I appreciate you you addressing that. I think it's oh, yeah. it's important and I've been looking forward to getting your opinions on that. That is Lance Briggs. I'm yeah. Mark Grody. We are at Night Games Bar and Grill in Oak Forest for the yeah the Miller Lite Top Draft Broadcast. Let's get bar- back into to Bears and Packers at Soldier Field this Sunday, noon game. The Bears, if they win, they would be in a tie for first place with the Packers mm. at 4-2. and two. 
And that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I, I would love to see that. Yeah. We um, all, I think we all would. I think we all would. I think so. Yeah, this is, the, we, are, we are one here, out mm-hmm. here um, in Oak Forest. So I, one thing we didn't talk about offensively okay. was, the, was the running backs. That the, the, bear, the running game that the Bears have had, even, with, even last week, yep. without David Montgomery, and you had Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams looking excellent. Are you surprised about the way Herbert looked? I was a little surprised. Six-round guy comes in with that kind of poise and that kind of vision. No, no. You know, Hungry got an opportunity, and and he he made the most of his opportunity. Um, And I'll tell you right now, I picked up uh, Damian Williams in my fantasy. You did. You know? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Right, right. Absolutely. Because I know he's going to get some carries. He's going to score touchdowns. Yeah. Um, But the, the great thing about those two guys is they're very capable. You know, I didn't know about Herbert. I knew Damon Williams could play, um, but they're capable now. I think the difference between um, those guys getting those carries against uh, the Raiders and David Montgomery, I think David Montgomery would have had a career day. You know, oh, yeah. if he was in there, I'm yeah. telling you, you know, 200 more yards than what they got. Um, and, I, and that just speaks to how special I think he is as a player. What's going on with David Montgomery that he's, he's finally clicked? It started to happen towards the end of last year, but what have you seen in him specifically that he's finally where a lot of us thought he would be despite being, you know, a third-round draft pick? You, you can't showcase your talent if, you can't, if you're not given the ball. Mm. Yeah, and that, the only thing that has held him back is, is, is carries. You know, um, I, you know, we've talked about it. You know, we we talked about it on the on the post game show um, last year. Even even you know his rookie year, like look, this kid can play. You know, we might talk about you know he might he might only have three out of four gears last year, but I feel like he got he somehow achieved the fourth gear this year. Yeah, yes, you know, yeah. but but uh, the only thing that is lacking for him are carries. You know, he's the kind of guy that all of his linemen. You know, receivers, everybody wants to block a little bit harder for because he turns a, a, a no-yard gain into three yards. He turns a three-yard gain into ten. You know, he turns a 50 or, you know, a 10-yard gain into a touchdown. He's, he's special. You know, he's got great balance, great vision, and he's got a real want to. You know, he doesn't just go down. He's not going to just go down right. for anybody. Yeah, and, and that said, <clears throat> does he have to be careful with that sometimes, the, the don't go down? portion of it you got to be smart at some or, or you can't coach that out of the guy right? yeah you know i mean, I mean what, why would i that's who you are you know yeah. that's who he is and that's the way he's gonna have to that's the way he's got to play i think it's uh, yeah you, you you play that way until you can't play anymore offensive line has obviously since the cleveland game i misspoke earlier i said the rams game the cleveland there you go was the one that had the nine sacks against the bears and it looked like the entire organization was crumbling <laughs> after that game i know they brought in extra blockers but have do you think things have settled down and they have the right men <coughs> up there and jermaine Fetty, by the way out it will be elijah wilkinson most be. likely it is what it looks like against that that's the most likely guy that that will will pull in but what are you seeing differently from the offensive line and can they continue this or maybe even lax a little bit to allow the passing game to open up eventually well they're able to take advantage of the, those heavy packages with extra tight ends and extra linemen against the graders but uh, um, going against the Packers this week, the Packers now know what the what the, this new package that the Bears are running. So they have a week to prepare for an extra lineman and extra tight ends. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be caught off guard. They're not going to be as many players that are going to be out of position. 
So now it's really going to be bone on bone. And when I say that, I mean that guys are going to be where they're supposed to be. Now can you root them out of those, those, uh, those holes? You know, can James Daniels, you know, who's the best blocking, uh, run blocking uh, guard in the league, is he going to be able to, to, to gut those guys out and open holes for these guys to run through? Do you think James Daniels is the best run blocking guard in the league? Huh? I mean, if you ask Olin Cruz, he says he's the best rated run blocking guard in the NFL. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, and you you cannot argue with Olin Cruz. I've learned that. Yeah. That, yeah. Yes. You yeah. you you turn into an Olin sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. You, you guys are great. I know that you guys have been told that. But uh, your show, they, he does the post-game show yeah. on NBC Sports Chicago with, mm-hmm. with Olin Krutz and Alex uh, Brown. your guy, Alex, 96, yes. Alex, Alex Brown. It's a, it's a good crew. What's it like watching those games with, with your buddies, your former amigos? You guys, get, you guys get emotional or are you hypercritical? What's, give, give us a little background scene of you guys watching the game with, with of course, David Kaplan as well. We all love Cap. Well, Cap's the Cap's the he's he's kind of the curveball, you know, because Oh yeah, he's a curveballer, right? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it, it's 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 our opinion and then it's Cap's opinion and then when we hear Cap's opinion we back we refer back to our opinion, you know, it's like <laughs> you to, uh, we you have know. to tell him he's wrong again. <laughs> yeah. But it, the cool thing about having Olin there is, 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 is a, when you have an O lineman's perspective, it changes things, you know. And even when we do our, our um, <clears throat> "What You Got" segment, yeah, we have always done individuals until Olin came in, and he's like, "You guys are giving the credit to this running back, and these offensive linemen open those holes for him." So now we put offensive line and we put defensive line in there because that the credit should go should go to them as well, right? So it's a, it's a it's a different angle for everyone, you know. I I, I feel like uh, you have a, you have a great expertise angle from Olin. You have a great expertise angle from Lance, and then you have a slightly less expertise angles from Alex. Yeah, yeah, from Alex, you know, but slightly less, slightly less, yeah. slightly less. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Wani too. And Wani, yeah. yeah. And he gives, and he's. He's been coaching for so long, you know, um, that he gives insight to all every coach he, he's coached with. So everybody we play, like every every game that we play, he has a story about the, oh, the yeah. head coach or one of the assistant coaches and and the experience that he had with them. So it's cool. He's seen it all for sure. Yeah. Was it hard for you at first when you started doing media in general to be critical of the team? Because you guys are really good at being critical now in a, yeah. in a smart way. Yeah, it, it was it was different. It was different. Um, um, it, it, because when you get out, it, it was still like, for me, it was like, I was still interviewing and I was, it was like, I, okay. And, and a lot of the guys on the team I, I played with. So it was like, all right, you gotta, you it's a brotherhood. You gotta protect the teammates, yeah. you know what I mean? And, but it's also like, they're like, I kept getting Lance, you gotta be critical. You right. have to be critical. Oh, they, have t- to, they were telling yeah, you that. They they're were telling like, me that all yeah, the time, yeah. you know, and I would try, but I would, I would, I would lean toward, you know, being as lenient as I could be. And, and, and now it's just, you know, listen, it's straightforward. And, and, and my motto, or I think the rest of our motto also in that, in that uh, green room is, you know, listen, if, if, if you F up, we're going we're gonna to get on you. Mm-hmm. But 
when you're successful, when you do things right, we're going to praise you. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You know what I mean? But we're going to be straight down the middle. We're not going to be one way and not be, the, you know, and, and, and not be fair the other way. I think we're going to be fair. Just a couple more minutes here with, yep. with Lance Briggs. So you said Lance earlier, by the way, everybody that's here, he did predict that the Bears will beat the Green Bay Packers. No doubt. On, on Sunday. No doubt. And just, and just so you know, he, he was one of the only ones who picked the Bears to beat the Raiders the previous week. And I don't know how many they hear. Absolutely. So True. You, give us a little bit more on, on the whys of that, because, you know, Matt Nagy wants to know the whys. Right. Why will the Bears beat the Packers, and do you have a score for us yet? And if you don't have a score yet, it's okay because it's Wednesday. Right, right. It's a little early. You know, there's still the injury report still out. Right. Uh, right. we got to find out who's going to play, who's not. But you guys got to understand this as a defensive player. Um, that as long as the Bears have the number one pass rush in the NFL, um, I'm going to pick them to win each week. Each week, Bears. Um, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules now. You know, there's a lot of rules. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. You know, but we pay. We pay. And, I, you know, I'm going to make this a money issue, but I, to, to get you to, to everybody to understand what I understand, we pay the most of our money on that defensive line. Uh-huh. So our defensive line should be the number one pass rush in the league. And if they are, they give us a chance to win every week. Uh, that's the reason why I believe the Bears are going to beat the Packers. I can't believe I have. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I can't believe we've done this entire show and haven't even asked you about Roquan Smith. And Ooh. pay that man. I was gonna say he's gonna get the bat. Pay that man. Like after the yeah, I think yes. you know what's weird is I don't think Roquan Smith has an agent right now. Isn't that odd? Like he's I, rogue. I guess. I mean, maybe he. This was like a few weeks ago that he really, was, yeah, that he he didn't have or he had an agent and then didn't. He's got to be the hottest non-agent player in the league, right? Oh, he's got to yeah. be. Everybody's got to be calling him. Right. You would think that the Bears yeah. have tried to extend him already. No. Yes. Like, I, uh, I mean, if you don't, the price is going to keep going up. That's true. You know. That's true. What? Uh, what's his he fired cra- his agent? Did his agent do a bad I, job? Or not something? that I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble here and right. uh, you know throw stuff out there. That, right. Those kind of things might happen. get a call in right now. Yeah, probably a couple calls, and this could be my last Miller Lake <laughs> top draft broadcast. <laughs> you will go on. I will. I no, I will. I will get on the picket lines and, oh, and I will pick it for you. Oh my God! Right. Like we've come a long way. In this we've show. come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and okay. So, what is Roquan Smith's greatest strength when you watch him? And I know Instincts. there's many instincts. Instincts. That's what it is. It's for one of the best thing. One of the best things you can you can say about a linebacker is his instincts. You know, and I think sideline to sideline, um, he plays downhill. Uh, you know, I, I I would love to see him in um, in an earlier era. You know, where you could really put your nose into it and, oh, yeah. and, and head up a guy and this and this and that. You know, but uh, but he he's uh, I think he's as elite as you get. I and mean, I think he's a guy that is carrying the torch for Chicago linebackers um, extremely well. And then the Alec Ogletree, Danny Trevathan. Danny thing. T. Yeah, Danny T. Do, do they they kind of rotated him a little bit. Uh, well, you know, Danny T is just coming back from 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 not being healthy. So, right. you know, he's they're working him in. I think he's I think he's the starter, but this is first game back, so it's it, you know, you're 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 playing with a little lighter load. Yeah. Do you think he eventually takes the spot back, or has Ogletree played well enough to say, hey, we ain't taking him out until he digresses? 
That's a question that you'd have to ask Sean Desai. Uh, all, oh, you're right. tomorrow? Sean Desai right. speaks to the media. Yeah, is he? Good, yeah. good. He, he can handle that. But I, I think that they're, the, the fact that you're seeing Danny Trevathan healthy and he's working in, that's a sign of saying if he plays well, he stays in. You know, he'll get the reps. I got you. But they're safe. The good thing is they have depth. They have depth, yeah. and at any time, somebody can go down, and you have Ogletree that can hop in there, and you won't miss a beat. Yep, they got depth on the, you said the defensive line and then mm -hmm. defense in general, and hopefully they use that. Ladies and gentlemen, Lance Briggs. My man. Yeah. Thank you. Lance, thanks, man. I really appreciate you doing this yeah. as always. Dude. Had a great time. Yeah, thank great you. Time. That, that is Lance Briggs, who's been with us for the last hour and a half, and you could listen to it on the Odyssey app if you're just tuning in on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Uh, sir, sir, please, we're not off the air. No, it's all good, man. You're, you're, you're okay. As long as you don't swear, the ambient noise is just deluxe. Um, we're at Night Games Bar and Grill in Oak Forest for the Miller Lite Top Draft Broadcast. I'm Mark Grody. I'll be here for a little while longer. We will continue to talk Bears, maybe swing in a little bit of baseball as well. Here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Snap, fields, design run with Peters and Herbert out in front. Doesn't get a whole lot on a run to the left with Big 71 and the little guy Herbert to the left side. Gain of a yard. Okay. <laughs> Security. Yeah. Oh, man. Mark Rohde, back with you. Thank you. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. I am at Night Games Bar and Grill in Oak Forest for the Miller Lite Hop Draft broadcast. And uh, that was awesome with Lance Briggs. Thanks to Lance Briggs for hanging out for the last hour and a half. He was great as usual. Um, we got a little bit serious there talking about John Gruden, but it was very insightful and it was excellent insight from Lance Briggs, who has planted his flag that the Bears should be picked most of the time to win as soon as long as they continue to play defensively as they have. And look, that that's the way Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher and all those guys went through life playing with defense, playing with running, playing with special teams, and it worked. And to some degree, it stinks because we all thought that when Matt Nagy came to town in 2018 that we were looking at a modern offense, a 2020, well, back then, a 2018 offense where you throw the ball, you spread your receivers, and you come up with advantages that way. It's like we have regressed back to Chicago Bears football, running the football, playing defense, and playing special teams. If that's the way they're going to win, then everybody acquiesces, which is what Matt Nagy has done. We've talked a lot about, or I have actually, the last couple of days, the the running stylings of, of Justin Fields. And that was like the one thing about Fields that I didn't think that we would have to worry about because the one thing you always heard about him that we could always say, he 4-4 four, four speed, he is elusive. We saw it at Ohio State. We saw it in the preseason. We've seen it this year at times. But in the last couple of games, watching him run the football, it has not looked great, and it has been surprising. And that that line of questioning was brought forth today at Hallis Hall to Justin Fields. Let's take a listen to it. Justin, as you take more of these hits, do you feel like you have to change anything about maybe running style, the way you run, when you go down, things like that? Um, I mean, in certain situations, yeah, of course. I mean, first and second down, 
there's no need to take a hit. Third down, you know, if it's a big game, if it's a big situation, of course you're going to, you know, sometimes have to put your body out on the line and get the first down. So it just varies from, you know, different uh, situations. You know, just staying aggressive as a runner after you've taken a, a couple shots that, that leave you with a little bit of discomfort. So what's the challenge of staying aggressive as a runner? Yeah, making sure that that doesn't make you hesitant. Putting your priorities first, putting the team before you. It's, it's that simple. If your team needs a big conversion on a big third down, then you know, you're going to do what you have to do to get it done. But um, I mean, if not, if it's first, second down, like I said before, you can get down and project yourself a little bit. Yeah, and I think the good thing, and Briggs brought this up earlier, is that he knows. He knows that he can't allow, he can't put his back to the defenders as he did when he was in the middle of the field trying to get that first down. I think it was a third and five designed quarterback draw. And he, he it was like the half spin move. And then he got nailed right before the first down marker. And I, I was surprised because to me, that was a play that he has to make the first down on that and that you expected him to to make a move to make a play and he didn't and I I know that that part is going to evolve for him it simply is it just has not gotten there as of yet what I would like to see is Justin Fields like I hope they open it up a little bit more with him this week in terms of passing protect yourself when you're running the football but I would also like to see him like a couple more opportunities add a couple more plays where Fields is either targeting obviously Darnell Mooney maybe Cole Komet they took a couple of long shots with Cole Komet in the last game unfortunately 0 for 2 in that regard uh but I I was like I was okay with that that even though there were misses that they were attempting to do things like that and get the tight end back involved with the play and or or just in general with the game plan i'd like to see more of that and hopefully if you didn't hear some of the news today uh alan robinson out because of an ankle injury today not out necessarily for the game bears practice indoors today and he was out there he was in the practice facility but he was not able to go in any way shape or form other than perhaps stretching out and doing some exercises so it's promising i can tell you that since he was there and they didn't just keep him out of the practice but he was officially down as no practice today uh so that's the big news as well as jermaine Fetty and Jeremiah Atachu, both of those guys placed on injury reserve today. The good news about that is, well, really not good news, but Travis Gibson, the second-year player for the Bears, another outside linebacker, has had a couple of sacks this year, and he looks like a different player. Even from, obviously, from last year when he did get some playing time, I didn't think he looked that great in training camp this year, Travis Gibson. It was hard to find him at times, but he put on some extra body muscle. I think that was some of the key to to what he did. He played a different style of defense at the college level. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing in the last couple of games where he has had sacks, where you start to see some of the moves, you start to see some of the muscle and some of what he can do. And... I'm really glad that Robert Quinn has played well this year because my, my thought process was if Quinn didn't come out and play well this year, you it was very possible that you were going to get a, a an even larger dose of Travis Gibson. Like they weren't going to sit around and wait for Robert Quinn to to get good, no matter how much money that they were paying him. But he's been terrific this year, and now you're seeing a guy able to develop. 
Travis Gibson under Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. And that, that is interesting to see, like h- how that will continue to evolve. Will it continue to evolve? Will Travis Gibson go away for a couple of games? Or do you have now a third guy who can get to the quarterback in Gibson like your two other outside linebackers? So I think that's a really heartening part of what the Bears are are doing this year. Um, and Sean Desai is... He is interesting, and the, and the people who really know the X's and O's, like the guy who was hosting the show last night, Anthony Heron, he is has been outlining specific plays or designs that Sean Desai has to enable these guys to be better in terms of disguising coverages, in terms of having both of your defensive ends or your outside linebackers, Quinn and Khalil Mack, on the same side at times, occasionally dialing up a blitz. I want to see you know the Roquan Smith dialed up blitz because it's like every time they blitz him, it seems like something good happens, like he gets to the quarterback. But Sean Desai seems to be seeing things that maybe the defensive coordinators before him didn't see, and specifically Chuck Pagano. <laughs> Vic Fangio is excellent, and he learned a lot from Vic Fangio, but this guy, Desai, I, I, I find him, I'll just say intriguing right now. I mean, it's it's too soon to say if this guy is going to be a genius type of defensive coordinator or if he is truly a good or great defensive coordinator, but it's been, it's been very promising to hear him say the things that he wants to do while not giving it away and then see the team execute, and especially rebounding from that first game against the Rams where you're like, hmm, wait a minute, maybe this is going to be, this is going to be a work in progress, and that hasn't necessarily been the case. So that, that's something to look forward to. Got to take one more break out here in uh, Oak Forest, Night Games Bar and Grill. Yes, yes, the Bears fans are still here. <laughs> the Miller Lite Top Draft Broadcast. Bears on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. The Miller Lite Top Draft Show with Mark Grody and Chicago Bears legend Lance Briggs. Brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true. Well, Lance Briggs has exited. He put in his hour and a half, and it was terrific. If you want to go back and listen on the Odyssey app, Briggs was here from, uh, what time did we start? Oh, yeah, from 7 o'clock until 8.30. We had uh, good old number 55. Lance Briggs. Uh, That's right. That's right. You know Lance Briggs, right? Name me seven more number 55s. Go. Yes. (laughs) And that's it. That's going to do it right there. This has been a really fun night. Great audience out here tonight having a fun time in Oak Forest. That's right, at uh, Night Games Bar and Grill in Oak Forest. It's been the Miller Lite Top Draft Broadcast. I'm Mark Grody here with you for a few more minutes. I'm checking out some of your text messages right now at 312-644-6767 is the number. I thought that this was an interesting question from the 217. Why isn't Roquan Smith getting talked about more nationally. There is a reason for that because the national talk of the Chicago Bears has been 100% centered on two people, Justin Fields and 
Matt Nagy. And we are guilty of that locally as well. I mean, I feel like we're just now getting around to talking about, again, how good the Bears' defense has been the last couple of weeks. And, and, and like, it was interesting this week. This week was the first Monday out at Hallis Hall when we talked to Matt Nagy that there was a normal feeling and there wasn't this hyper feeling of we got to ask this question, we got to ask that question. Like, it finally has normalized at Hallis Hall. There is a calm out there. And all of a sudden, the Bears go from just complete chaos to being an over 500 team, a 3-2 and two team that has a chance to, if they beat the Green Bay Packers, to be tied for first place early in the season. But that I don't have to tell you that that would be a massive win. But the other part, too, of, of Roquan Smith is I think that he will eventually start to get talked about more nationally. And I think it sounds silly and material. It's important in if, if you care about things like pro bowl and and all pro that you know you could look at there's a lot of really good inside linebackers in in the nfl right now there really are but roquan smith probably did get snubbed a little bit last year and it is because he didn't get as much national shine as some of the other really good to great linebackers that exist in the NFL right now. And I, I do think that that is coming his way. I think that you are here, like when you watch even the regional broadcasts, if not some of the national broadcasts the Bears have had already, you, you see people noticing what Roquan Smith does. And I think that one of the He's one of those guys. He, he's a scene popper. Like he pops into every single scene when he's he's out there. Like you're like, where's Roquan? There he is. He pops into the scene, sideline to sideline. You know, it's not like Erlacher speed, but it's it's a similar in some ways a similar game plan where he is using his speed, and then Roquan Smith has an extreme ability to to tackle as well. And that that's that sounds silly, but that is something that is super important. We saw the struggles of some of the Bears tackling, like Eddie Jackson, early in the year. To have a guy who can wrap guys up like Roquan Smith can, whether it be on an assist or solo tackles, is is really important, and that that's what he does well. Again, I want to see some of those dialed-up sacks as well. Um, let's see. Roquan and Fields this is from the 217. Roquan and Fields as your two future future leaders. Let's go. Yeah, it's starting to happen with Roquan Smith because Roquan Smith, another one of those guys who in his first couple of years with the Bears, very quiet on the field, very reserved with the media. And now you start to see him impose his will a little bit um, on the microphone and on the field as well. So I think that that's, that's really important as well. Um, and then from the 815, two weeks ago, <laughs> you have one yard passing. Nagy needed to be fired. Now you can beat the Packers. Amazing. And I think that's, that's a great way to sum up the National Football League. That's the way it is. Every week is very serious, very hyper to us. Sometimes we have our own forms of hyperbole. But right now, we can all say, all of us here, that things are good for the Chicago Bears, and that should make all of us happy. And that's the moral of the story. Thank you very much. Um, thank you to everybody who showed up out here um, at Night Games Bar and Grill in Oak Forest. Thank you to Sean Anderson back in our downtown Chicago studios for running things. The Dueling Brandons over here, great job, guys. Excellent security work. Yep, yep. Rich Wyatt, 
thank you, man. Getting us on air, keeping us on air, and sounding just terrific in my ears. I like the way it sounds. Thanks, everybody, for listening here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I will talk to you from Hallis Hall tomorrow. Later. Down to Mark Grody in a Northwestern Medicine sideline report. Hey, Cordero, can I get a couple minutes with you here, uh, man? I ain't even talking today, man. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs>